0: Of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever, with my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations.
1: I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens.
2: You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant, David.
3: I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations.
2: Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you.
4: Happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance.
5: They exalt in your name all day long and extol your righteousness.
6: For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted.
5: For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel.
4: Yes, I will have to get a little shorter for this. Well, we've got a great group of youth here at East Chestnut Street, as I'm sure you all know. And Heidi Work and I had a great time with them at Mennonite World Conference. Even though I'm not exactly a youth anymore, they said it would be okay if I started by sharing one of my experiences before they share theirs. One of my favorite parts of the World Conference was the young Anabaptist leaders who spoke every morning. Um, These folks didn't mince words. They were passionate. They were direct. They spoke out, and I thought it was terrific. Now, on Saturday morning, there were a couple of young Spanish-speaking uh, fellows who, who divided up the sermon. And uh, I, one, was, one was from Spain, the other, I think, from Colombia. And they started off, or near the beginning of the sermon, they had a story that they, they shared. They said a visitor to a circus um, noticed that a great big old elephant was fastened to a stake by this teeny tiny chain, and he thought it was remarkable that the elephant just didn't walk away. So he said to the elephant handler, well, that elephant could just break that chain like a twig. Why doesn't he do that? Just go away. Now, about at this point, it was pretty near the beginning of the sermon, I fell asleep. Now, you have to understand, this is the fifth day of the conference. The youth had been getting up really early and going to bed really late, and I was sleeping not very well on this Dormitory mattress, and so I found myself as the conference progressed drifting off during the uh, the, the workshops and the sermons. Uh, well, that afternoon we met as a group, and the youth, a couple of the youth said, "Oh, wasn't that a terrific sermon?" And I had to confess, embarrassed, that you know I'd fallen asleep. Uh, I said, "I don't even know how that elephant story ended." So Colin told me the end of the story. Now. He couldn't be here this morning, but uh, these are Collins' drawings. He said, so the elephant handler told the visitor, he said, well, when that elephant was a little baby, we tied it to this chain. And it tried to get loose, but it couldn't, and pretty soon it got used to the chain, didn't even think about it. And so now this little chain is, is enough to keep it tied down, to keep it in place. And so I said to the, to the youth, well, so what was the point of that? How did that connect to the sermon?'" They said, well, the church is like that big old elephant, and that chain is these old ideas that we're stuck with that keep us tied down. Like, for example, the idea of missions. On Saturday morning, the earlier speaker had said, you know, Mennonites and Anabaptists are allergic to missions said, well, what they're really allergic to is this old-fashioned notion of mission that people who think they know it all talk down to other people, often from a position of privilege and power. And Adam Baptists are right to be allergic to that idea of mission, but that's not what mission is about. That's one of these old ideas that we just have to walk away from. We have to break that chain. And so the que- question is, well, how do you break that chain? One way is to talk, talk to people of faith from other places who worship in different ways to share our visions, our passions, and also our uh, conflicts and troubles and to support each other. In that way, we can break our chains. And there's another way. Um, and this, is, this was the point of those, as I understand it, of these two young Hispanic speakers. We can pay more attention to our young people who are not yet bound by these chains. And so this morning, all you old elephants, <laughs> I invite you to listen to our youngsters.
0: Well, um, how can I follow that? The MYF would like to thank you very much for your generous and genero- your generosity, which gave us the opportunity to go to this world conference. Um, It was so wonderful to see many of you there taking part in the conference, whether it was volunteering or just being there. Uh, We got to see Roland and Dottie Yoder in the Global Village. Uh, We also spotted Merle Good up front quite a bit, taking pictures of the worship services. And we also met up with Todd and also had lunch with our new associate pastor, uh, Samantha. So we were pretty busy from dawn to dusk. We woke up early in the morning, and we went to bed pretty late. So many of us found ourselves falling asleep during workshops. Um, But when we arrived early Tuesday morning, before everyone was supposed to arrive and the conference was supposed to start, we helped out setting up the Global Village. Um, We got to help set up the North American and Migrations Tent, which was like hanging Amish clothes or pictures, And also playing a fun round of Dutch giant Dutch blitz. Um, There were also some services that we went to which were in the morning and the afternoon, or evening actually. We went to, each day was focused on Sorry, I'm losing my chain of thought. Each day was focused on a certain continent, which is North America, Africa, Asia, or Europe. Um, But we also were part of a youth fellowship where we played get-to-know-you games, and we also listened to, like, different sermons. And then in the afternoon, there were various workshops that we could, not, that we could attend. Um, many of the youth chose ones that covered gender, gender and racial inequalities. But these workshops only lasted the first part of the afternoon. The other part of our afternoon was uh, playing and directing Giant Dutch Blitz, which eventually got taken over over by little kids. And then in the evening, we attended an evening worship worship service, and we got to listen to another speaker from the country of the day. And after that, we got shuttled to Messiah College, and instead of going to... uh, And instead of just going straight to bed after a long day, we stayed up an extra two hours playing volleyball. So we had a lot of fun. We worked hard in uh, assisting the Global Village. We got to play some games, and we also had a chance to goof off a little bit.
2: Much of the emphasis of our week at Mennonite World Conference was um, on relationship building um, and getting to know lots of new people. Over that time, I learned a lot about building relationships and ways both successful and not to talk to new people. So about halfway through the week, we decided we were going to break up into really small groups and sit at tables with people we didn't already know. Um, So Maddie and Hannah and I filled our plates and proceeded to sit across from a couple from the Harrisburg area. They noticed, um, Henna's Hannah. Hannah's Henna, oh my gosh. (laughs) I practiced that a lot and about half the time, yeah. Anyway, that she got along with Maddie earlier in the week and asked us about it. After we explained what it was, they proceeded to give us a long lecture about why tattoos are bad and what people must think who get them. It was long, it was very long. The conversation did not get more comfortable as the meal went on and I spent most of the time panicking over what non-controversial thing to say next. (laughs) All to say that experiment was not a success. Another event in stark contrast with this experience taught me that there are some methods that make it easier to get to know new people. All week, our youth group led games of giant Dutch Blitz in the middle of the global village. One day, we were starting a new game of Dutch Blitz when a man from Nepal named Simon joined us and started a conversation. He asked us about Lancaster, what sights he should see, and good places to eat. We had a genuinely interesting conversation for about 20 minutes as the Dutch Blitz game went on around us. Simon wasn't the only person we met through Dutch Blitz and the other games we played throughout the week, but our experience with him is a good example of an easy way to meet new people. Through that week, I learned that it can be far easier for all parties involved to connect over a common goal or a project, be it the service projects that many youth groups participated in, Giant Dutch Blitz, or volleyball, than to force oneself into a situation with the only goal being to meet a new person. Um, So thank you so much for all your assistance and your encouragement. It was a great week.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm here to uh, speak about the, um, the drone protest that we went to, and Dirk found a picture of our youth group uh, leading Dutch Blitz and being targeted by a drone. You can see it. That's Barry's drone, by the way. Let me put it up. Um, so yeah, me, Maddie, and Claire, and Hannah went to a protest at the Capitol building in the Rotunda. Uh, Heidi asked us if we wanted to go, and i, I wasn 't sure what to do, so I, I took the camera and took pictures um, i wasn 't really sure what to expect, but it was it was a beautiful uh, uh, display of love of uh, wanting a peaceful resolution for a problem that is just getting worse and worse as time goes on and changing the the face of warfare and Face of society, kind of. Uh, Barry was there, and so was Titus. And uh, Heidi drummed. Uh, both Maddie, Maddie, Clara, and Hannah all spoke. I was just the lazy one taking pictures. But um, it was a it was a powerful witness. Uh, one of the speakers that most uh, stuck with me was by I don't know if I'm going to say her name right, but Joji Entonha something like that. The Peace Commission. Uh, chair of mwc and it was a uh, it was a uh, lots of people spoke it was a powerful witness and uh uh it was filled with lots of beautiful music and uh even more beautiful silence so yeah
5: our second scripture for today is first john chapter one verses five through ten This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us.
6: At Mennonite World Conference less than two weeks ago, I attended four workshops on various topics. Uh, the first one I went to was called Mennonite Experiences in Nazi Socialist Germany, and it was probably a very interesting informative, and informative presentation, but I, along with many others, found ourselves fighting a losing battle against our eyelids. Um, the, per- the setting was perfect for sleep. Um, it was a packed tent. It was warm. There was a fan blowing. The speaker was a little hard to hear. So when the second workshop came around, I was ready. I brought myself a full water bottle and pinched myself when I felt my uh, sleep coming on. So I learned a lot about the Munster Kingdom in Germany. Uh, the third workshop I attended was led by a group of conscientious objectors. One came from South Korea, the other one from Colombia, and the third from South Africa. Uh, each shared of their experiences and their struggles to hold fast to their beliefs of nonviolence. And it was uh, probably the most interesting one I went to. Uh, the fourth workshop I attended was titled Walking with the Creator to Face the 21st Century Matrix of Robotic War, Biotech, and AI. Uh, this was an eye-opening presentation on how advanced humans have become at making artificial life. And it was, that was, uh, it was kind of strange, but it was, it was interesting, yes. Yeah, so overall, the workshops that I attended that I was awake for were very interesting and well presented and I enjoyed hearing from speakers from around the world and I realized this morning that I had heard from somebody from every single continent in the world.
2: In March 2004, Madrid experienced a terrible terrorist attack on their metro. 191 people were killed and 1,800 injured. Naomi Garcia is from Spain and was one of the singers on stage at Mennonite World Conference. She wrote the song Despertar as a morning song for the victims and their families. Despertar means awakening. She sang this song beautifully on Friday. Everyone put up their phone flashlights and waved them back and forth. This is just one example of the wonderful musical experiences we had at Mennonite World Conference. Here is a short clip of her singing to try to convey the feeling of the crowd.
0: awakening.
3: For those of you who may not know me, as I am fairly new to this congregation, my name is Hannah. You may, however, know my aunt and uncle, Titus and Linda, or my grandmother, Catherine. It was an honor to be able to attend this year's Mennonite World Conference. I'm sure that I will look back on this trip fondly for years to come. Over the course of the week, we attended two worship services every day, Each day, the music in the services, as well as the speakers giving the sermon, were from one of five geographic groups present at the conference. The groups occurred in the following order, Latin America, Asia, Africa, Europe, and North America. Though each worship was different, the feeling in the congregation was the same. We grew closer to those around us through passionate speeches and meaningful music. During the morning services, the youth, ranging from ages 12 to 17, would be dismissed to learn lessons separate from the adults. Here, we would do some sort of bonding activity, then reflect on the activity, and finally, we were given time to pray in groups of 16 for prayers that had been requested by different churches who planned to attend the conference. These activities were also met with enthusiasm, enthusiasm and built a sense of community, Overall, the experience of being in such a diverse group and yet seeing everyone so accepting and compassionate was very powerful. It demonstrated how worship is a place to feel safe and in touch with your surroundings. I think I now better have a better understanding of how the church has a global effect.
5: I had the wrong image going into World Conference. I had never been to anything like it before, so I had a kind of image in my mind of crowds and crowds of Mennonites just kind of milling around, business meeting like worship services and incredibly long bathroom lines. Um, As it turned out, I was wrong, (laughs) thankfully. Uh, Yes, there were tons of people walking around. But it wasn't the awkward milling I had foreseen, mainly because everyone already seemed to know each other. Honestly, I've never heard so many people say, well, isn't it a small world in one day? But it was the worship services that surprised me the most. Seeing the global church gathered together in one room, worshiping in many different languages with very un like enthusiasm made me think of church in a very different way. I realized that I am part of something much larger than East Chestnut Street or Lancaster Conference or MCUSA. I realized that I am part of a movement that has inspired millions of people around the world to, walk, to work for peace and justice through Jesus Christ. It was kind of reassuring in a way. It was incredible, incredible to be a part of a truly global community for, the, for that week and to know that it wasn't over when Saturday came around. Thanks for helping us get there.
4: So now we are going to try to share some of our experience with you by leading you in one of these not very North American-like uh, hymns. This is uh, from Africa, in the African language, it's Uwetina. I think that's pronounced right, but we're going to sing it in English. Sorry, Tina. You say it. Awetina." Okay, thank you. So um, this is going to be an adventure. Let me just quickly walk you through this. We're going to start with the basses. We'll sing their passage for a couple of times, and then the tenors will join, and then the altos. And tenors, altos, and basses just get to sing the same thing again and again and again. So it's easy. But this is an African hymn. So you can go off script. You can sort of start to embellish. Uh, And then um, the sopranos and the youth are going to sing something. It's a little bit different. The rhythm is a bit different, and so you'll just have to listen to the piano and try to follow, me, follow along until you get the hang of it. Once you get the hang of it, it's going to be very easy. We also want to involve kids, youth, young at heart, and anybody who feels percussive to keep the beat. Can you all come? Can the kids come to the front, where Heidi will set you up with some drums and percussion instruments? Oh, one other thing, while Heidi's getting ready before she starts the beat, um, you'll notice that this hymn is not called, We Stand Still With God. (laughs) So what you need to do is you need to all stand up, and as you get into the rhythm, you actually need to start the walking motion, because that will help the spirit move through you and through this music. So, as soon as you percussion guys are ready, you can just start with a beat. What's the beat? Oh. How does it, what's what's the, the rhythm? Okay, rhythm. Go wild. Okay, keep on going. Okay, now, basics. Everybody knows the words.